product. There's sure. more than just a product. You know what I mean? Like you can sit here and you can tell us about your product all day long, but if people like you, they're gonna buy it. What'd you say, Danny? Right? Uh, so we give people a place to just have fun, be personable. Right. That's what we're doing here. We're just laughing, right. we're joking. We're live? Yeah. Alright. Not Clap live, that. but we're rolling. We're rolling. Ah! Episode this is much better. Episode twelve. Season two, episode twelve. Season two, episode twelve. We had um a couple little extra ones in there too. Yeah, so there was a couple point fives. We went back to the old studio. We did one there for nostalgia. I mean, really, Danny was out of town, but yeah, Danny. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna start off with we gotta say this. Shout out to Hydro Grow. Get your all-in-one grow tents from HydroGrow.com. They are yeah. a sponsor of the Jokes Over Everything podcast. I was actually looking at some plants in a Hydro Grow tent today. Where was that at? It was at a, a mystery place that I was at. It was my. It was at John's house. <laughs> um, but, uh, they look we have, good, though. They look nice. The tents, that is. The plants would, could, could use some work. The plants could definitely <laughs> use a little bit of work, but the, the tents look good and accessible. The only grower I've ever met is on us right there. Right. Um, <laughs> we got to uh, speak. You can hear our guest. We got Rob from Atlas Plant Trainer. What's up? Um, tell the people a little bit about Atlas Plant Trainer or your background or wherever you want to start. Uh, well, my product, Atlas Plant Trainer, uh, which camera? This oh, one this one will be on you, yeah. yeah. Um, so Atlas <laughs> Plant Trainer is, <laughs> yeah, that one, um, is a click-together, customizable tomato cage designed for home growers um, so that they can get the most yield out of their limited plant counts. So if I have that Hydro Grow tent and I want to only grow one strand because I don't really have room for two or three big plants. I can grow one, I can get one. I've seen some people do that, so that yep. would probably help. Yep. Um, so that would work in a tent like that, in a home tent or something. Yep. I can any size, any shape, any plant, we like to say. Fully so, customizable. Like, yep, so it's a click together tomato cage that is designed actually to grow a wider plant, not a taller plant, um, to maximize that light penetration, airflow, and, and the canopy space. Maybe you guys should partner with HydroGrow and get them in every tent they sell. What? I love that HydroGrow. So, that would be cool that. because making the first thing I did when I bought a tent was I was like, oh, I need to, like this. They're gonna get too big. You know what I mean? I need to start. You know, getting a net. I need to do this and that. So bang. I mean, if so, it came with one, they got everything else in there. So what's it? What's it? Uh, what's it made of? Uh, so it's plastic. Okay. Yep. Um, just high grade ABS plastic. And it's designed to be like a modular uh, bamboo stake. Okay, cool. Um, so there's vertical stakes that click together and go up. Yeah. But they also rotate to go horizontal. Cool. And then the horizontal connectors connect the vertical stakes all the way around the plant. Yeah. Uh, visuals are better. Cool. Second so shows how things come together. Oh, wow. This is all the same. Yep. I see. It all comes from you get two pieces, the vertical stake and the horizontal connector. That's pretty dope. Oh, really cool. And then these are the, the different positions you can put it in? Yep. Yeah, you and then any, anything That's you what you need. I know. Yeah, that would be, That's yeah, what you be need perfect. Right these would actually be good for the tents, honestly. Um, yeah, it's about keeping a low profile on your plant and yep. making sure that the light gets to all the buds and not of just course. the top buds. Yeah, and it would just, it's fully, yeah, that would be better. Because the tents are, some of them are different sizes too, so this would work like clutch. Yep. So did you design this? I did. Really cool. So how'd that yeah. come up? How'd, tell us a little bit about like that. Oh, that process. was being pissed off in the grow rooms time after time after time. Leave it there for now. Sounds, sounds the, familiar. The, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, was 
I had a sour strain that was two and a half feet tall before I put it in the flower. Yikes. And it was seven and a half feet tall by the time it was done stretching. It tripled in size. So like, <laughs> I only had four foot tall bamboo stakes in my garden because the way my rooms were set up, I had vertical height and- I was just gonna say, what was the, the ceiling level? So, well, in my flower rooms- Or the light level. In my flower rooms, yeah, I had just short of eight foot uh, in between the floor and the lights. Okay. Um, but in my bedroom, I had vertical shelves. So I had 30 inches of space and then 36 inches of space. So all I had to do was keep them really low and wide. Yep. Uh, and in Maine, we're limited by plant counts, just like everywhere we're limited by right. plant counts. Because cannabis is the only plant that you're not allowed to grow as many of them as well, you yeah, want. Because, you know? you know. Because when you, you might eat tomatoes, tomatoes, you can't eat tomato 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 plants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at even where we are. Best. Stoughton, there's tons of Portuguese people, and they have huge grapevines, and they're making moonshine in their garage. But and they're not limited by how many grapes they plant, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're a beer um, brewer, yeah, you and you want to grow your own hops, you can grow as many fucking hops as you want. Can you? Yes. Um, the, so there is another plant. Um, as far as I know, and, and I may be incorrect in my statement. Yeah, we're not an educational show, so. Poppies? Yeah, uh, fuck you, we're not teaching. Tobacco. You yeah. can grow your own tobacco plants, but it is illegal to process them in any way, shape, or form. So, because big tobacco, right, they want to be able to tax your right. cigarettes, so your tobacco consumption, they put a stop to that. Uh, so it all comes plants. down to the money. They limit poppy yeah. plants too. Poppy. I, I would imagine you're not allowed to grow as many. <laughs> what about coca? Plants? Can you grow coca plant? Uh, I doubt it. Can you chew coca leaves? Is that I mean, you probably can because don't they? They use that for tons of other things. Isn't it's cocaine is illegal? I don't think coca plants. No, are I don't think so. They? I don't know anything about that, but I would. Yeah, we're making all of this because we're not legal advice. Yeah. This is all. Yeah, fuck you. We're not lawyers. Josh, if you're watching, Colin. Yeah. Oh, it's not live. Fuck. Uh, hey, Josh, if you're watching, call to the past. Felix and Mike, if you guys are watching, this would be a good idea, a good addition for those tents, because I might, uh, might have to get invested in one myself. And I think I brought that for you guys. Oh, oh, leads us to our next uh, segment work. called "Would You Bring Us?" Put it to work. It's nice. That's that segment's over, dude. <laughs> we did segment two without even knowing segment right, one. Was right. over. What's the retail? Uh, so we retail a full set for $100, and, uh, and it includes 48 total pieces, um, grows a four foot tall, four foot wide plant structure, or any variation thereof. So it's kind of like the connects uh, for growers, yeah. or for the older generation, like an erector set. Erector yeah, set. I think that's, erector a, good, set. that's, that's a price point that could work with you guys, Felix. Yep. <laughs> I'll make it work, you like an add-on to the package. Or right, you know? well, they're... they're Price point's good right now. I feel like if you, yeah, exactly. You just kind of check out, could add one on or something. Yeah. Do. yeah, so like think about bamboo steaks and if you've grown, you've used bamboo yeah. steaks in your plants. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've used bamboo steaks more than once, you probably have mold inside those bamboo steaks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you shove that bamboo steak down in the soil, dirt goes up into that hollow, and that's moist dirt. Right. And that dirt just sits in there. So you should replace bamboo steaks every grow, every two grows. Our product is good for up to five years. It's um, plastic, right? I mean, yeah, it's get not porous. It's not porous. It's yeah. easy to clean. It's that was my next question. Is it gonna, is it gonna, it's not going to pull in any of the moisture or anything like that. No. It's just going to. Nope. Stainless steel parts, so nothing's leaching into your plant soil or anything like that. So um, really it took cool, me a man. long time to realize that bamboo steak mold thing. Yeah. Like oh, I sure. shoved a bamboo steak into the soil and it snapped. Like before it was even in the soil. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I flipped it over and it's like splintered and black. And I was yep. like, 
Right, uh, into the, right into the root ball. Well, just yeah, imagine. Exactly. Hold on, but just imagine if that side wasn't in the roots, and now it's up next to my buds, and it's you know strapped to my buds, holding my buds up yeah. for that nine weeks. Yep. And it's lit- like the buds literally laying on the mold <laughs> on that bamboo stick. Yeah. And I was like terrified. Yeah. I went literally through every three hundred bamboo stakes out. Right. And went and fucking bought ba- brand new bamboo stakes. Where can we get these? Like, where can people watch and get them? Is there what you have So you can go on at letsplantrainer.com. Yeah. Um, we're in a few gross stores across Mass and Rhode Island. Okay. Um, about 20 actually across New England. They're like a list of them on the site or something? Yeah, cool. cool. We'll go right on the site, um, but letsplantrainer.com. And um, uh, we should give you guys a promo code. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, yeah, we'll uh, throw it right on the site. If you're going to okay. do that, we'll do it. You know, we'll just what do you want? Seaweed? Yeah, we'll do you want? seaweed. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Promo code, shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> good. Okay. Promo code, shut the fuck up. That's promo code, over. <laughs> we'll do a promo so that's, code. That's one, of, that's one of our taglines. We say that to like our fans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your promo code can be whatever the fuck tell, you want. Tell them so. We were in New York one night and uh, we walked into a, a music venue and oh, this okay. kid this is pro. No, this saw is me and goes, John! And then saw him and goes, talking seaweed! And then... <laughs> Uh, by the end of the night, he did something stupid, and I was like telling him to shut the fuck up. And I was like, isn't that funny? The only guy who recognized us, I had to tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> at the end of the night. So now it's like an inside joke. Your one fan annoyed the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was funny. Like, hey, we're not in the city fans. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. So the first time I ever got noticed by uh, anybody from being Atlas Plan Trainer, dude, at a non cannabis event, um, it was kind of the, the dorkiest. Guy Did I not pass this? Okay. I, I don't know. I only got that once. Yeah. I think I, think I figured about it. Dude, we're back. Get back to me I rocked that, and I was like, yeah, I think I didn't own. pass this. We were used to this doing that. This, yeah, there's, I there's usually smoke alone. <coughs> oh, I smoke alone. It's funny because we'll go smoke like once together, and it's like not enough for either one of us. So we'll be like, we should just roll our own. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Oh, my, <laughs> wife and I, my wife and I are at that point. Dab yeah. and Aladdin. We, we roll two joints and go. Well, yeah, Dab and we go out on the porch. Dab and Aladdin would say the champ smokes face blunts. And he yeah. doesn't, she doesn't share his blunts with ordinary citizens. He doesn't. So. He's not. So I Danny, to him you got any questions for this? Would you use something like this if you were yeah. going? What? I, well, I'd like to try it out, but um, maybe since this is like a new industry and there are a lot of other people aspiring to like invent a product or help improve the industry through a product, maybe you could talk a little bit about like... Um, are you on yourself ta- right now? Yeah, time from inception to actual demo or I don't, I don't know, maybe some of those things about like... Yeah, how'd you get bring, it off the ground? Bring, yeah, oh, fucking developing a product is as hard as anybody tells you. Absolutely. And it's probably a little bit harder. Um, it, so like we made prototypes it was probably to answer your question like 19-20 months from the first time we met with a designer till we had a product to sell so um, you were happy with it right? yeah sure so, you had a few designs in between then that you weren't we went through so like seven different rounds of prototypes mm-hmm. so what had happened is because we have so many of the same piece we thought it was okay if we only prototyped one or two of the piece and and made sure that things worked well when it was only one or two. Then we got a full set of 24 for the first time when we went to MJ BizCon last year. Um, And when we put it together, the weight and pressure of everything put together the pieces weren't strong enough to hold the whole thing together. Okay. And we wanted to be able to show you can grow any plant to fucking eight feet wide, eight feet tall, whatever you want. Like our pieces should be able to do it. And um, 
it was embarrassing, like when we built up a structure that pieces were just falling apart. Right, they were right. giving away. Was that at the show? It was at the show. Oh. It was the first time we ever had a full set put together. Yikes. Um, it was there. <coughs> On bikes. <coughs> um, so then um, went through different iterations of prototypes to, to firm things up, make things stronger, fit together better. And then we got our first order and there was still a production problem. Um, so let's crack this thing open. Uh, so I'll show you. <coughs> Keys. So there's little screws. So there's little screws that hold this thing together, and these little screws were the pointed screws, not the flat-ended screws. So then again, when we were assembling things, they just weren't strong enough to hold them together. So we ended up replacing. So we ended up replacing these little screws in all of those pieces. So those were okay. pointed screws. Yes. And they had like. Can you see that on the eight? Will that focus on the eighty-five autofocus? Uh, no. That's they're tiny, dude. They're like um, quarter-inch number two screws. Yeah, they're they're small. We had to replace twenty-eight thousand of those screws. By hand, fucking nightmare. That's a absolute fucking nightmare. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they didn't use a machine screw from the get go, though. I was surprised too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I so went through. He's like, yes. We were all surprised. surprised. I called my designer up. We were in Florida doing a photo shoot because it was February when we got pieces. And I called my designer. I'm like, uh, what the fuck is happening? Like, why are these falling apart? He brings up the drawings. He's like, I just said number two, quarter inch number two screws. He's like, I never specified whether they were flat or pointed. He's like, so they defaulted to pointed, obviously. Um, and they were literally stripping out under any pressure. Stripping right out. Yeah. Uh, so just, just, honestly, just to flatten the screws. Just nobody was there to be like, hey guys, like structural integrity. You well, it was a matter of like, Ordering screws and doing it all ourselves, or mm -hmm. paying to be in, have them shipped back to China. Um, oh, and that's crazy. They would have done it for free. Well, yeah, but <laughs> would you have had them for what you needed them for? No, exactly. No, and plus it would have cost you know another twenty four hundred dollars round yeah. trip shipment. Fuck that. Um, so, um, but yeah, bringing a product is hard, um, and like then, we we tried an Indiegogo campaign yep. and. Uh, bringing a canvas product to market is hard. Oh, did they even allow that on Indiegogo? They did. Oh, they did. Oh, well, because it's not so much canvas. I mean, we weren't marketing strictly towards canvas. Right. Um, but Indiegogo is the more lax of the two. Right. Um, but to get a, a crowdfunding project to, to make it, um, Danny? it's, it's got to go viral. Yeah. It's got to be shared from, you know, you to your grandma to your uncle. I had a buddy of mine have one friend I didn't know. Uh, he had success with Kickstarter, um, but not many people do. It's not easy at all. No, it's not. a lot of people who failed. Well, not fail. I wouldn't call it failing, but just fucking not. fail. <coughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, fail! Like yeah, like it's <coughs> hard. Like, yeah, but yeah. like if you're if that's not your job, and you're not doing it. 60, 80 hours a week right. for a month before the campaign and all the way through the campaign, you are probably not going to be successful. And you need a good product too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, like back like on that note, I mean, 
there's a guy, the guy who co-owns Strange Music with Tech Nine, Travis O'Gwin, is more on the business side of that. He claims, you know, when they're done with an album, they're twenty percent done. He goes, then we have to figure out how we're gonna package this. We have to figure out how we're gonna market this. We gotta figure out all this stuff. So like, yeah. same way I look at, you know, products the same way almost. Like, cool, you got that figured out, but now you gotta get it in front of people because I see dope shit all the time online that's got no views or nothing. You're like, well, no one's. I don't. Why is no one seeing this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard it to is. get because there's oversaturation in this market too nowadays. Um, same with like where we come <coughs> from, like music industry backgrounds and stuff like that. But now it's just super oversaturated. You so. guys are competing for people's attention, right? You know, like the the content uh, that there is for people to consume are outrageous. Yeah, it's like yeah. so so much content. There is. I like how the iPhones now have that screen time thing built in, where it tells you like. You are a loser, and you've been on your phone for five hours today. Oh, I don't have that. Uh, oh, really? Or I'm not a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude? You probably just don't have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you add up the screen time that you spend, like, doing shit on your phone, because I get shit done on my phone all day long. We was yeah. laughing yeah. because I'm all, working phone, right back to your phone. all the footage I'm we working, have, you know, like, no matter where we are, like, all the footage we have of me, I'm just like this. <laughs> It'll tell you though, like Instagram, how many hours, like Facebook. Yeah, that's months. brutal. Did you um do anything with three D printing for your prototype, or did you just bypass that, and go right to China? Um, so three D printing is expensive. Um, we tried some parts on three D printing, um, but for us to print a full set, I think it was like thirty six hundred bucks. Wow. So. Printing a few pieces yeah, to see how they work together um, was feasible um, throughout the production process, but um, it only would expedite the time um, spent, not the money, um, because it's expensive, uh, more expensive than even just having a product made in China. No shit. Yeah. Um, patented? It is patented. So well, we're patent pending. I heard a scary podcast the other day. It was about World Patent Organization and um, how, like, basically these dudes set up this business of, like, um, marketing, like, patent services to the general public. And people would call them with their ideas and they would basically steal their fucking ideas. And patent them. Yeah. Okay. And, like, they'd delay the process for, like, years and the person would be like, what the heck's going on? And then all of a sudden, like, they'd find out that there was the same product was made, like, you know, a month after they originally submitted their first right. like, paperwork. Yeah. And, so, and somehow the people with the, with the patent organization aren't related to the people that brought it to market. Yeah. They might just own like 10% of the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like this big, huge like scheme, basically. Oh, yeah. It's a good scheme. Swindled. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's like calling with your ideas. We'll help well, it's you. the same thing. I say people put their ideas on Facebook all the time as yeah. if there's not people with money out there. Like, you know, I feel like I always joked about like Zuckerberg just sitting there like, oh, you know, that's a good one. Like, and just starting companies left and right. Like, people, his boys are just scouring Facebook for the good ideas. They have an algorithm for it. Right. Well, right. For the good like, ideas. How many good ideas have you had? Like, a fuck ton. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say. Like six, like, maybe? Six, seven? <laughs> How many things are on that one? <laughs> How many branches to this tree? <laughs> no, yeah, we got a bunch. And, it, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Is like, everybody comes up with good ideas all the time. It's mm -hmm. what you are willing to put your effort into. Right. Is, is dependent on how good of an idea it is. So, like, ideas are free. Like... I regularly not our ideas. <laughs> I'll regularly go to a business. <laughs> ideas cost a lot of money. Our ideas are expensive. <laughs> as fuck. I get it though, one hundred percent. I regularly go to a business and like I'm not gonna do any like 
Dude, if I see something that can help you guys, like mm -hmm. I'm gonna try and help you. Right. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, maybe I'll just start my own podcasting business and buy I mean, are you starting your own about, podcast? I'm starting my own podcast, but I'm buying all this shit. No, I'm buying all this shit. I'm kidding. It's like No, I get it. Um, because there's plenty of people in this industry that I'm sure you they are know too. that they see our ideas and they go, oh, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, that's funny. They told mutual friends that they're going to do something. We're like, that's funny because we told them we were going to do that before they told you. That's interesting, you know. We, so we've been with so many trade shows that, like, you know the people that will spend, like, 15 minutes in your booth asking you know, a shit ton of fucking questions. So they can Fish. Just so they can walk out of your booth and go start the same fucking business that you're doing. We were talking about that with, uh, uh, locally, there's like, what, a juice shop or something? And the lady was going in there asking oh, all the questions. Yes, and then yes. she went and two doors down started, started a fucking juice shop. Like, what are you Savages, dude. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's hey, like, that's the true free market. That is the true, that is like true free market capitalism, though. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, Give all your secrets. Don't I apologize in advance secrets. for talking over each other. <laughs> 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 you don't tell them all the secrets. No, that was the weirdos from Kind Mind reference. <laughs> that was a weirdos from You didn't go to Kind Mind, did you? I didn't, no. So, um, the, I'm sure you guys experienced too in this industry, it's like event overload. Um, you know, when there's three or four events that everybody feels like they need to be at, uh, and they're Every all fucking, fucking same, weekend. same people. Uh, yeah, but they're also at opposite <laughs> ends of the year. You know, like, Combine was in Maine. We were in down in Rhode Island for some event that weekend. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we don't... We try to do minimal. <laughs> we try to do <laughs> We don't really do anything. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> we don't do much over here. We just somehow get TV shows done left and right. Yeah, from hanging out. A lot of hanging out. Is there a minimum? So you basically just put on a camcorder when you guys are hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like okay, so like you know, like you wake up and just go about life. Imagine if that just like nonchalantly became a show. That's basically what we do. In in reality, though, we did put on follow me around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on air. Does another second? You need someone to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> a, no second. I know a guy. Um, so yeah, no, I'll show you some trailers before you leave, but I'm, everyone who's seen the show pretty much, is, we've flooded the trailers the last couple months, but you'll see, uh, the, the blind dating trailers and stuff, and yeah, it's, it's not like this, it's a little more. Yeah, we're taking November off. This is our, this is our last show, you know what I mean? Well, kind of. Oh, you November's off. off. Wait, November's over. Yeah. What do you mean taking November off? Is it December yeah. already? It's pretty much December. taking December off, too. Oh, I don't have my watch on. I just want to date. It's the 19th. You were scared me. I thought it was already December. I'm like, where is that? Where is that? Where is that? Where is that? In the 19th. Once it's the Dude, 19th, you're on the other this end of it. This year did fly by. You know, the back half of the month down. It's pretty much over. Yeah. Might as well be Christmas. I can't wait. Right after Christmas. you a big Christmas guy? You like Christmas? I like Christmas now that I have a daughter. Okay, three cool. and a half, and uh, this will be the first year that she actually knows what Santa is and like oh, it's what's the going best. on. Yeah, that's cool. Dude, uh, she won't cool. sleep. I guarantee it. Oh, she no. will be up till eleven and up at two thirty. My and daughter saw an old man one time in the grocery store, and we had the toughest time getting my daughter to like truly believe. And um, cause she's like super logical. She's like, it's a lot of work in one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, right? It's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. 
she was she was around three when she was that logical, but yeah. now she's nine. But um, so she we were in the grocery store one day, and there was this uh, this old guy. I love old guys like this. He had white beard. He was balding. The hair was a little bit long. Had a red, red, red shirt on. I was like button down. The dude looked like fucking Santa Claus. He had like some khaki, khakis, like some you know. He was fucking Santa Claus. And she just came around the corner and went, "I've been a good girl." I was like, "Told you." And then forever more, you know what I mean? Dude, but that shit's the best. That shit's the best. See, I had a little bit of dad guilt last night. I, I pulled the. Uh, you know, Santa has a naughty and nice list, so you better fucking go to bed. Dude, what do you think the point is? I had dad guilt. Like, why can't I get her to go to bed without fucking threatening Santa Claus? Like, when does that stop? Like, does that start immediately right after Christmas? Like, next year's Santa list starts now, kid. You know? dude. We'll talk after. We'll do off-air parenting after. Yeah, no, we'll talk parenting after, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it does. Like, the fucking 26th, we're like, you know? Man, just because he left. There was a time that I hated my parents for that. Like they always held Santa over me, and Santa never, never fucking existed. Didn't you hate your parents for that for a second? And here no. you are doing it to your own. Child. I know that was the dad guilt last yeah. night. It was the first time that I was like, "Why does it go to bed, or you don't get any presents from Santa?" <laughs> yeah, and then they went to bed. Shit, that's what I'm saying. It worked. Yeah, but that's dude. That's parenting. Just figuring out how the fuck to get it done. Do whatever it takes. <laughs> trying to make them well, the best. Don't die. Yeah, just like be the best cool. human you can possibly make them. Yeah. That's it. And you're going to fuck up and everybody fucks up and that's why we're all fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, <coughs> I'm not going to, no, damn right I'm going to hold it over their head. <laughs> Fucking Santa Claus watching all of you. I'm telling you right all now. Time, 365. Dude, my brother-in-law got coal one year. <laughs> that's a real thing. Wow. So the fact that that actually happened, we can like. Absolutely. Say that, yeah. This motherfucker got coal. Yeah. I'm know. not saying I'm not saying you're getting cold. All I'm saying is it's possible. I know people who have. <laughs> Thanks, mom, for not getting cold. Right? I'm, I'm sure there were a couple right. years I deserved it. Yeah. I have a oh, yeah. The trainer, is there a minimum uh, like pot size or like? Nope, nope. So it's good for any pot size. Um, you can just add in more sets if you really want to get big. Um, so we suggest on a five or ten gallon pot, starting off with between four and six of the vertical states in there, um, and that'll grow the four by four plant structure. Um, but we've had people that have grown them in 30-gallon outdoor plants and used two or three sets on a set, on a plant. Does it sit inside the pot or on the floor? It sits inside the pot, it sits right in the soil. So what we're working on next is the hydro flood table attachment. Um, so it'll work with every grow medium out there. Nice. So when would you attach it in? Like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm grower, grower Bob. And the grower Bob has his little seedling and now it's, it's becoming big enough and I put it in its final... Final home, <coughs> when would I attach the atlas? <coughs> uh, we would say, like, as a plant trainer dude, like, I would start training plants when it's a foot tall. Okay. So, like, we do a lot of talks about plant training, and we do webinars and YouTube videos, <coughs> and it's all about um, all the different methods of plant training. Um, but it's all about getting bigger yields out of a limited plant count. So what do we talk about those? What, what, uh, what are your favorite methods? <laughs> So the basics would be topping um, when you have, um, you know, two or three nodes on a plant um, and then topping again after those nodes have split to do probably two or three more nodes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would start training your plant with some low stress training, tying down the tops, 
um, until you get a nice even plant canopy. So a cannabis plant naturally goes to about 25% larger than a fruit base. If you naturally allow it to grow taller, um, your job as a grower is to manipulate it to grow wider um, before it gets taller. So that you have a nice even canopy with a top every three or four inches, not one dominant top and then some side branches and then right. the lower branches. Um, so without getting too technical, uh, cannabis grows on auxins and cytokines. Um, auxins are the, uh, the growth inhibitor. It's, in, it's actually in your plant inhibiting its growth. Um, and your job is to manipulate the plant to believe that those auxins aren't at the top of the plant anymore. Whether you cut it off, tie it down, um, Interesting. manipulate it, whatever you have to do. Um, and then the plant starts treating the non-tops as tops and start forcing that to grow up. Right. Um, so that's why when you tie, like, just basic low stress training is taking the top of the plant and tying it down to the side. Yeah. And then allowing those side branches to grow up because now those side branches <coughs> are the tops of the plant. So they start being more dominant. And then you tie those down and then you can make those more dominant. So like, um, as, as basic of terms as possible, how, how, like, how long would it take? So you said you wait till it's about a foot tall. So let's yep. call it a foot tall plant. How much time would it take to properly top that plant and, and get the amount of tops that you would to actually like flower? Um, I would say a typical veg time is probably like six to eight weeks to have a really nice bushy plant because the height of the plant doesn't fucking matter. Like I just I was just starting at one. Well, foot right, foot. but like you get to a foot and then you start laying that plant down, so it can be six or eight inches above the top of the soil. Um, but when you put that in a flower, it's going to stretch up. All right. Um, so, I, I guess I guess my follow up question would be, um, how long would it take to see one of the 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 other shoots become the dominant shoot. Like how, um, like once you pull it over, how long does it days, take? Days. Days. Like it's actually remarkable um, how quickly a plant recovers from some manipulation. That Cannabis plant's super strong. Super, like they call it a weed for a reason. Yeah, it's super strong. You know strong, what I'm saying? Right? Like if you have Like I've broken them leaf, and, then, and then like put them, like yeah. put them back up and just wrap some duct tape around it, okay. like gorilla tape and been like, a plant again. Drop it up, <laughs> and then you take that tape off five days later. Oh, yeah, it's like dude. Stronger it's, it's than strong. it ever yep, was before. It's just got a little knot in it. Sure. It's just boom. So I was talking with this dude this past week in Vegas, and he told me the Himalayans, um, which is one of the areas that cannabis originated from. Cannabis yep. The Kush, right? Hindu Kush. Yep. So when they are ready to harvest their plants, they do two crazy fucking things to their plants, and he'd never heard of this shit before until he talked to her like a fifth generation cannabis farmer from the Himalayas. The first thing they do is they spray the root balls down, everything from like the bottom foot of the plant down with 100 degree water. So for like gallons and gallons, 100 degree water, the whole bottom of the plant, the whole root ball soak it for the last two weeks. And I've only ever heard of people putting tons of fucking ice on their plant to bring out like color frost, color yeah. like signify the end of life for it, you know, whatever. Um, and this dude's swearing by 100 degree water, douching the plant with it. The other thing they do is they spiral um, uh, the, the stalk. So they make incisions, like they spiral it, and then they peel 
some stalk in a spiral. So like he described it as like um, inch sections of um, of stalk that they were peeling off, and but leaving probably two or three inches in between each section they were peeling off. So like why um, to stress the plant out and to expose the cellular walls to the environment. Um, and he's like, it was the most amazing cannabis I've ever smoked. It's like, I don't know if it's the stress of the plant or whatever it was. So is it, oh, so when they're, when they're, you said they're cutting spirals out. Yeah. So like, there'd be like an inch, there'd be like, people would just call this an inch just because it's on the thing. So this yeah. is an inch. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're dudes. Because this, this is my, this is, yeah, my, my three inch dick, so like, it's rough. That's an inch, right? That's an inch, right? <laughs> So we'll call it an inch, but like, so they'd literally cut it like this, like they'd scribe it basically. Yeah. Like and, that, and so the whole thing's not exposed, just right. the spiral. Yeah, just the spiral. So it's just a minimal amount yeah. that they're just exposing, that's just kind of putting the stress on the plant that's yeah. causing it to, wow. And he said that when they do that, the whole plant, so you're picturing this, like it's all outdoors there, obviously. So you're picturing that's 12 foot monster plant in every direction. And he says when he does that, it all flops down and all the buds are like laying on the ground. He said, but the next day they come out after the dark and this plant is like three times as big, they describe it, you know, fucking fisherman and pot gardeners all, pot gardeners well, yeah, all say yeah. the same thing, you know, my buds are bigger than everybody else. Well, of course. He's like, ah, it's three times as big and buds bigger and the plant is so much stronger. And he's like, and it draws out the resins and kicks that plant into high gear for the last two weeks while they're douching it with this hot water. So I wonder if they have to be like together. No, I just heard about it a week ago. All right, we, <laughs> like, hydro grow. We need a tent for in here, so we can try test this shit out. Danny rolls his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'd love to try. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Not on my electric bill. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, enough for these lights. I'd love to try the hot water. Run an extension door. It doesn't make any sense to me. The stressing of the plant makes sense. <laughs> what is the idea between the hot water? I, I don't know. He couldn't explain that one. So the cold water is to um, stress the plant out, bring right. out more resin. Yeah. Because winter's coming. Winter's coming. They make the root ball cold, so it's feeding the plant cold water all at the same time. Um, like I have a friend that every day will put a fresh 10-gallon bag of ice on his plant, and that's his water. It just melts down into the... Yeah. Um, you know, the light cycle, the warm, and it just melts down and soaks down in. Um, but the 100 degree water temperature blows my mind. I wonder if it's like something that like... Spa day for the ladies. <laughs> right? Petty, Manny Petty. I wonder Shit. what that does, dude. Like, Is that it? What can it do? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Do we have any, another segment? I've Is heard it? that they, uh, from Mila, that they always let it go longer. You know, like... Just so it tries to amber up and stuff. Yeah. That's when they wait because they make a lot of hash. Is, is that because they're ma making the hash with mm -hmm. it? They want it more browner. Yeah, and then it's more it's stronger, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's what we're trying to figure out with our new podcast, the Homegrown Journals. Is is there a way, one way, five ways, ten ways to grow the best wheat? Um, yeah, my money is on probably not. Um, but I'm wondering if, like, after how much you document, money? I'm not, I'm not. Well, then how much know. comes back to ge sheer genetics alone, though? You know? <sighs> Dude, the, the so genetics game, like, is blowing all that out of the water. Like, 
Well, I'm just saying, there's so many different genetics. They're gonna all those are gonna respond to those stresses differently, possibly, right? You'd think. Well, I, I, yeah, like that's what we're. I guess we're trying to figure all. So that if we're out, gonna do some circular scribing, I say we do it in like a, a alleged like in a, in our minds if we do this, like a Kush plant, right? I would do it on a big outdoor plant. Like a Kush plant. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The guy who was telling me that says he's tried it in like three different grows and he hasn't been able to attain it. And he's watched videos. To try I would see maybe the the peeling the stalk, but the 100 degree water. Because maybe maybe some way more oxygen gets into the plant now or it's just stress in general so the plant goes more into defense mode. And maybe it's a combination of the two. Yeah. Maybe the plant needs extra hot conditions when it's all like stripped down like that. I'm not sure. But you guys have heard of schwazing, right? No. Uh, defoliation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the guys from 3 Light out in Colorado um, started doing schwazing. Um, it's full defoliation on day one and day 21 of flower. So you strip all of the big families off the plant. But um, as a grower, you need to supplement what that plant gets because... Um, the extra nutrients are stored in those leaves and the stalks that you just stripped off. So when the plant goes to call for it because it's stressed out because you just stripped all that shit off, it's not there. So you need to give your plant extra. Like, so where's the plant taking in the light? Um, well, it has little leaves, just the little leaves. And but, it has enough storage. But what happens is in like produce more leaves. five days, all those leaves pretty much come back. Yeah. So here's my question. No, because I always, I always, I always understood like um, the leaves kind of like solar panels. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if yes. you're taking away the major solar panels for it, how does it? It's not well, because it's still able to produce enough energy to grow more leaflets to yeah. get a little bit more sunlight because and then just keep going. But then how does it? How does it increase like yield? These guys say you're growing buds, not leaves. Yeah. There's no energy wasted on growing leaves. It's right. All. So it's the idea—the idea is you're not wasting any energy on the leaves. You're just right. you're taking right. away the major <clears throat> leaves, yeah. and then you do it again. Day twenty-one. In hydro, it'd probably be easier because it's like kind of constant nutrient uptake as opposed to soil, where you'd have to maybe amend it. Yeah. Right? So they say foliar spraying is key during those. Oh, okay. You gotta foliar spray. Cause yeah, I can't. Yeah, foliar. I. Because you're giving those, so your plant is absorbing it. Um, uh, through the bud sites and the little leaflets that are on there, um, not recalling it back through the big water leaves. Yeah. So water leaves, sun panels, whatever. I see. I see. Interesting. I see. So it's smoky in here now. It is smoky in here. It must be the end of the show. That's how we know it's the end of the show. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say? I don't have anything else to say. Um, is there anything coming up we need to announce? Is there anything you have anything coming up you want to plug or anything? Maybe. Anything at all? Is there anything coming up for us? Be top of the year. We got Anahata dropping. Cyber Monday is next week. Well, we, maybe we'll do a code on the website for Cyber Monday. So check in with the Instagram or the Facebook. And there'll probably the be a code to get you some of these, maybe a little bit discounted. Shit, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> oh, we do. Uh, we do Plan Trainer Tuesdays every Tuesday at three p.m. Um, we do a live webinar where if people want to know more about Facebook the or Instagram or where um, they can find the information on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, but if they go right to our website, they can sign up there. Uh, AtlasPlantTrainer.com. AtlasPlantTrainer.com. Tuesday at three o'clock. Tuesday at three o'clock. Every Tuesday at three o'clock, unless there's a holiday or something. Right on. Um, just so people can learn about the product, and we talk more in depth about plant training and 
um, what the product can do for you. Cool. Right. Yeah, we're going to have t-shirt deals, other shit coming. Yeah, whatever you guys want. Maybe we'll make some new shit by the, by then for, uh, yeah, for the winter. Yeah, maybe we'll make, make some, some, maybe some warm Christmas weather shit. stuff, yeah. But yeah, by the way, everybody, listen, if you're still with us, we're not, it's fucking Thanksgiving and Christmas. Don't expect a bunch from us. We'll see you in 2019. <laughs>